Business Lesson 5. Mindfulness at Work. Book 5. Business English. Vocabulary. Part 1. Page 42. All-nighter. Mantra. Stamina. Taboo. Deprivation. Inspiration. Undermine. Sabotage. Article Part 1. Page 44. Sleeping for the Job. Encouraging Sleep Leadership. A. The concept of working on very few hours sleep has been around for a while. Lawyers, computer programmers, teachers, perhaps more worryingly, doctors, are among the professions where sleep deficiency is almost like a badge of honor. Long hours during the workday, eating into the evening and weekends are normal, even occasionally doing an all-nighter. We've long been caught up in a culture where less sleep means more work. The trouble is, it's not true. Some leaders are changing the culture and attitudes towards sleep. B. Jason Freed, the CEO of Basecamp a U.S. software company leads by example. His mantra is 888. This relates to how the day should be divided. Eight hours work, eight hours sleep, and eight for life. For a lot of people, work is the main focus and takes up the lion's share of the time and leads people's days. What is left over is dedicated to sleep and life, and this is often not much. It leads to stress, poor quality of life, and it doesn't result in good work either. No one, says Freed has the stamina or mental capacity to do 14 hours of work. So for him, making sure his employees are getting a good night's sleep is in his interest. C. There are two sides to sleep leadership. One is making sure that management show concern and ask the employees about their sleep. Often the problem is that discussing sleep, or lack of it, is a taboo topic in the workplace. By changing this and encouraging sleep to be a point of conversation, we can change the way people talk about it and instead of being ashamed for wanting more sleep, they can feel supported. The other side is demonstrating that the sleep employees are getting carries a lot of weight. In base camp, workers swap information on getting a good night's rest, and care is taken to ensure employees don't feel the need to work in excess of eight hours. Therefore, meetings are limited and brief. Time given to uninterrupted work has the highest priority. Any employee who sends emails late at night receives a gentle reminder that they are not expected to work outside of work hours. D. When you are suffering from sleep deprivation, you are not able to perform at your best. This is true for everyone from the CEO down. You can't think clearly, and you're more likely to react badly or emotionally when presented with a problem. No one is fun to be around when they're tired, and that includes leaders. A manager who has had a poor night's sleep isn't going to be an inspiration for their team. E. There's a growing recognition around the importance of health for employees both in terms of physical and mental well-being. Healthy sleep is a significant part of that because without it, all other areas of life are undermined. Not placing enough importance on the eight hours we spend sleeping can sabotage the other 16 hours we are awake. So, stop thinking of sleep as a nice-to-have and make it a must-have. You and everyone around you will feel better for it. Listening Part 1, Page 45, Script on Page 191 Denise can you come into my office for a minute? Sure. How can I help? Oh, there's no problem. I just wanted to have a little chat. You seem really tired. Oh, don't worry. Nothing an espresso can't fix. I'm on track for all of my deadlines. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with your work at all. You're not in any trouble. I'm just worried about you. Are you getting enough sleep? It's not been great, to be honest. My husband has just started working nights recently. So I'm alone in the house with the kids, and I don't sleep as well when he's not there. There's no real problem, but it's like I hear every single little noise in the house at night. I wake up several times a night, and I often can't get back to sleep. I've done that. 
You lie awake worrying about how you're awake, right? Yes. Counting the hours until you absolutely have to get up and wondering if it will be enough for you to get through the day. It's the worst. If little noises are waking you up, have you tried listening to white noise at night to drown out the little sounds? White noise? Yes. Like the sound of the ocean or rainfall. The sound of an electric fan, even. It's just gentle noise and I find it really helps. It covers all those little noises that might wake you up if it's silent. But your brain doesn't register it as something to focus on. I might try that. It's an interesting idea. What about your phone? Where is that when you're in bed? If I'm being honest, often in my hand. I sometimes check emails and texts if I wake up in the night. That doesn't help the situation. It gets your brain working, which stops you from sleeping. Also, the light from your phone will make your brain think it needs to be awake. If you can, it's best to leave it in another room. I know it's not good for me, but with my husband not around, it makes me feel safer to have it close by. I completely understand that. Maybe just putting it on a table across the room would help? Just so it's out of reach, but still there if you need it. It'll be less tempting to pick it up and look at it if you wake up. Yes, I could do that. I really should try. I'm terrible with my phone. You could also try having a warm bath before bed. I find that helps. I also try and keep the room as cool as possible as I sleep better that way. Having a warm drink of herbal tea or milk. I find that helps a lot too. Oh, that's an idea. I've got ginger tea which I like, but I hardly ever drink it because I usually need caffeine. Well, give that a go at night. And Denise, I tell you what. Who is at home now? No one. Why? Why don't you take the rest of the afternoon off and catch up on your sleep? Your work will be fine, but it won't stay that way if you're exhausted. I need you at your best, and that means sleeping. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Go and have a nap before your children are home from school. Get some better sleep tonight and come back refreshed tomorrow. Thanks so much. I really do feel like I need it. It's my pleasure. Let me know how it goes, and if there's anything else you need. Article Part 3, Page 46 Mindfulness at Work 1. Make time for short mindfulness exercises. You might not have time to sit down to do long mindfulness meditations every day, but you can take a moment to focus on your breathing and become conscious of your senses. In A Monk's Guide to Happiness, Galong Thubten recommends practicing micro-moments of mindfulness. One way to do this is by sitting with a good posture and becoming aware of the sounds you can hear. Through exercises such as this one, you can learn to focus your attention and train yourself to become more mindful. 2. Be aware of what you're doing. Mindfulness is about being present and consciously experiencing every moment. When you're talking to your colleagues, pay attention to their body language, their intonation, and what they're really saying. When you're sitting at your desk, be aware of the sensation of contact between your body and the chair. If you find your mind wandering from what you're doing, notice those thoughts and bring your attention back to the present. 3. Make a list of things you are grateful for. In our busy day-to-day -day lives, it's easy to only focus on things that have gone wrong and be negative about the people and the things around us. By making a list of things we're thankful for, we can have a more balanced view of our reality. Being mindful of the things that are going well can also help improve our motivation, creativity, and productivity. 4. Avoid multitasking. Do you sometimes try to reply to emails while attending a meeting? Or look through your work chats while having your lunch? Doing multiple things at a time might make you feel more productive, but it often means you are not concentrating fully on any of the things you are trying to do. This makes you inefficient, more likely to make mistakes, and worse, at ignoring things that are not important. It can also make you unhappier 
as you lose connection with the present moment. So the next time you find yourself shifting your attention between multiple things, allow yourself a moment to decide what you really need to focus on and try to give that your full attention. The more we practice doing these four things regularly, the more we can train ourselves to be more mindful at work and the more we see its benefits. So bring your mind back from whatever you're thinking about and turn your attention to the here and now. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope that you enjoyed another lesson of Uncle Sam's American English. These audios are synced with our four-book series. Contact one of our professors or join our online course by visiting our Facebook page, Uncle Sam's International.